0: We are igniting the blockchain. I am your host, Elizabeth. Join me and my guests as we talk about everything related to cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Nothing we say is legal advice or investment advice. Do your own research. Have fun and let's get started. This is Elizabeth also known as the Crypto Woman. Today, I am joined by Dmitry Vedetov. Dmitry was born in Russia, educated at Stanford, and lives in Asia for the past 17 years. He's joining us from Hong Kong to talk about his latest project, BC Vault. Hi, Dmitry.
1: Hi, Crypto Woman, (laughs)
0: glad to be here. (laughs) Good, good. It looks like it's dark there, it's night. Yes,
1: it is. Actually, from here you can see uh, Google's data center and IBM's cloud center. Oh, right, so out of my window.
0: So you're right in the middle of the tech center.
1: Yeah, kind of. So it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's a major data hub uh, here. So I'm very close to, you know, all the infrastructure.
0: It has to be inspiring, right?
1: To be Absolutely. Like that
0: energy. Yeah. So you're there in Hong Kong, and you are in tech, and you are also in crypto. Can you tell us how you got involved with crypto and blockchain? Uh,
1: Yeah, I got involved with blockchain and crypto, uh, I would say, around 2012. So by 2013, definitely... I was already in New York and the first Bitcoin center that was located like 100 feet away from New York Stock Exchange uh, so, you know a couple of rooms where enthusiasts were for, you know trading bitcoin in the evenings I think the cheapest I got in was at about 60 or 80 US dollars back then uh, and uh, I, I, of course, I'm obviously regretting not buying a lot uh, right now. And uh, I mean, even what I bought, I sold it when it hit like 600 US. I thought, wow, it's uh, already uh, huge. So yeah, now a that, bit of regrets here.
0: It, well, you know, everybody has a regret they didn't get involved earlier it's interesting to see how it's evolved and progressed and is becoming easier and easier for people to onboard into the use of bitcoin and cryptocurrency and when you actually do purchase it so that you can use it to either invest or store or use to spend on applications or items you need to have a wallet wallets have been evolving and getting better and better. And during the week of consensus, you showed me your wallet and explained to me how it is better. You wanna hold that little wallet up and start showing yeah. us how how that'll benefit us? That's beautiful. So
1: that's the device. It's actually uh, kind of my personal edition that was made specifically for me, but mm-hmm. it's, it looks very, very much like a serial production. So we were, this is a retail gray box. So completely sealed with hollow seals and everything. So it's completely retail ready product. Uh, and, uh, we designed BC world from ground up, uh, starting in the beginning of 2018. So, It it was uh, really uh, a result of uh, community-driven involvement in development. So uh, um, uh, we we took an approach of not creating yet another competitor or trying to be cheaper, uh, but really create something without compromise in cost of components or architecture or work necessary to make it easier and more secure. And uh, this resulted (coughs) in in two very interesting things. So first is uh, a community, crypto community driven development that is ongoing. So I communicate a lot Uh, You probably have seen me uh, quite active on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn and Reddit and so on and so forth. So I communicate a lot in community, uh, in crypto communities. And the second point that is uh, fascinating our users is uh, our standing commitment to uh, our security. Uh, So we have created a challenge, a standing challenge, that is um, uh, basically uh, the fact that each of our devices has a bounty wallet holding Bitcoin, which if somebody manages to hack one of our units will um, well immediately go to the hacker. We don't have a problem with this, but, but more, more importantly, everybody will know that somebody managed to hack us. So we cannot manipulate this information and it's completely transparent. The address is public. So it's very in the spirit of blockchain and decentralization, our ability on one hand to claim that we have never been hacked and inability to manipulate this information because you know blockchain cannot be manipulated
0: people don't like to think about being hacked people don't want to anticipate that but it's part of your job to anticipate that eventuality and and answer it before you get to that point so that's responsible dimitri you talked about starting from the beginning when you you know starting from ground zero when you started making your wallet can you explain to us how starting from the very beginning Makes you different, and and why it's a better pr- approach.
1: So, first of all, obviously, uh, starting now or at a later stage gives an opportunity to learn from mistakes made um, by uh, players or uh, uh, manufacturers that have been around for a longer period of time. Uh, second advantage is having no legacy costs so if we talk about mainstream uh, hardware wallets uh, Trezor and Ledger uh, both of uh, their retail products uh, were designed and are still based on Uh, technology available back in 2011, 2012, which in blockchain years is like ice age. So uh, we had an advantage of starting from scratch and not having a pressure to uh, work with um, unripe technologies. Mm-hmm. So we really used the latest developments and took a very different approach on in every angle and every aspect. So uh, before committing to decision to produce VC Vault as a device, uh, we really fought a lot whether it's really necessary. Mm-hmm. and only after coming to the conclusion that it's really necessary and community is asking for it and uh, people are ready to pre-commit. We didn't do any Kickstarter rounds, but, uh, you know, people uh, were ready to pre-order pay up front. So it was a real traction that we saw, mm-hmm. uh, once we said, well, do you need this and this functionality? Does this make sense? So, Uh, we really wanted to create something that stands out without cutting corners.
0: If I'm understanding you right, then starting from the beginning means that you didn't have to worry about a history of mistakes that you were building on or or a history of fixes, and, uh, but that you were driven more about where the space is today, and what the needs and the requirements are, both technically and from a user point of view?
1: Yes, somewhat. Something like this. I, I, I would correct it or split it into two uh, bullet points. So, first, we had an advantage of being able to learn from fails that uh, uh, the existing players made mm-hmm. and uh, were able to fix or you know, uh, patch at least. Mm-hmm. So we had an opportunity to not do or repeat the same mistakes. That's an obvious uh, process. But uh, more importantly, since we didn't have a legacy cost in architecture, for example, uh, we are not we don't have a binding to BIP. Uh, so 24 uh, word seed uh, that you need to recover your uh, hardware crypto wallet. Our seed is generated with a built-in gyro sensor in each unit. So when you initialize your unit, you have to move your hand for a period of time and it generates your seed. So this results, for example, in in the fact that you can maintain over 2000 active units, uh, wallets per device, right? Which is 100, and. 80 times more than Trezor and Ledger. We really had an opportunity to implement based on the latest technology, both hardware-wise and uh, in terms of blockchain protocols.
0: The wiggling of the device to generate your seeds adds sort of a fun factor to it. But tell us how that seed is different than the BIP seed or the BIP.
1: BIP seed is essentially a uh, very similar to random numbers generator, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that was invented, I think, in the 70s. And uh, here, instead of numbers, you have random words. Uh, So uh, uh, the seed generated by gyro sensor is, uh, to give you a comparison, Three volumes of War and Peace, in length, compared to 24 words. Okay, so that (laughs) that's a very different level of encryption to begin with. But uh, for for end user, this also results in ability to create over 2,000 active wallets per device, because if you have a a bip seed of 24 words you can only create a predefined set of wallets, mm-hmm. and it's limited. And you cannot delete uh, those wallets once you don't need them. Essentially, at some point, you, you'll you have to buy a new device just because you know all your wallets will be known. So in our case, you can create a wallet just for one transaction, do this transaction, delete the, uh, the wallet that you don't need anymore, or keep it for just in case. It doesn't matter. You have 2,000 wallets that you can maintain. Right. Additional gimmick with a gyro sensor is the fact it's that it's uh, right and left-handed well, uh, friendly, right? So if you are right-handed, you hold it like this. But if you want to hold it like this, display turns around.
0: The writing on the screen orients itself automatically. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I can, I can actually demonstrate it. That's nice. I'm very sorry about good. the cable mess. Sorry. It's
0: more like a gamepad than like on a treasure or something where you have to almost have like a pencil point to push those little buttons. So that looks very uh, convenient and easy to use.
1: Many people are saying that it uh, looks a little bit like iPod Nano, yep. you know, if you remember it, right? So it's, <clears throat> it has a large display and this omnidirectional joystick. And uh, the joystick is our second layer of protection. So one of the most um, uh, vulnerable uh, points that user, uh, that hackers use to attack is not the cold wallet itself, but your computer. Because it's fairly easy to replace screen on your computer and show you something that you want to see, but execute uh, something very different. So you see, for example, one address on, uh, on the computer, but your device executes a transaction to, let's say, a different wallet, for example, right? It's a very common point of attack. So uh, we uh, created a large screen uh, for, for this purpose to be able, for, for users to be able to see the full uh, destination address and uh, in case of each transaction, you have to confirm it both on your uh, client app, on the computer, and on the device using this uh, uh, these keys by the sequence that you predefined. So you can define the combination of arrows. And what I have discovered, especially in Asia, people has, uh, have started uh, using uh, their, for example, favorite color, and they spell it Uh, 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 as a sign on this joystick to, you know, uh, to encrypt their wallets. Is that good or bad, though?
0: Is it kind of like saying 1234 on a password, or is that acceptable? Is that an okay way to do it?
1: Well, first of all, it's way better than uh, having no second-tier confirmation at all as it is again, Fledger and Trezor. Uh, second, people actually love it. I mean, uh, it's not a hard requirement. You, you can skip the uh, transaction uh, password. Uh, you, you, you can say, I don't need it. Right. But uh, what I found out that people actually love this uh, functionality and they uh, uses joystick to spell out you know Chinese sign for color red for example right or so, some lucky thing that they you know can easily remember it's a kind of one of the upsides of having close ties to offline events and also community unity uh, uh, being able to see how people actually you know find New ways to interact with the device. One of the additional features that we have implemented from the beginning uh, in order to restore your lost, stolen, or uh, damaged uh, unit, uh, we have a built in micro SD backup.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. So
1: each unit is shipped with a micro SD card, and uh, each unit has a micro SD slot. Uh, backups are encrypted so you can create as many as you want give it to anybody you want uh, without knowing your credentials they will not be able to do anything with it and uh, it's very easy to restore afterwards so <clears throat> even for novice users it's a very easy and intuitive process uh, 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 to, to restore all of your wallets and to, uh, if you if you have like if you hundreds of wallets or even tens of wallets.
0: I've actually had to update a hardware wallet before and have it not work, which means I have to restore from that seed phrase, right? And then the challenge that I have while I'm laboriously putting all of those in and verifying it is, is this going to work, right? So you're saying if I backed up this wallet onto a sim card i could give that sim card to my mother to put in her bank vault and and if i lost it i could just go to her and say hey can i have that card and she could give it to me and that's it's as easy as that
1: yeah that's uh, one uh, the first way for people who uh, prefer a different way we have also an option to print out uh, i believe 16 qr codes that is similar to, uh, you know, having a 24 seed, mm-hmm. but still it's a QR code that is a little bit more, more secure than a uh, Word. So it's basically, uh, you can uh, print out a uh, uh, all those QR codes and give it to 16 different friends. But you make, and make sure that-
0: when you Yeah, that's it. a thing because, <laughs>
1: yeah. because you know, well, it depends. If you are looking for an excuse or a reason, like, for example, this ongoing Craig Wright process, yes, uh, you know, you can fall back on this and say, oh, you know, one of the guys died, and uh, I don't know <laughs> where right. the 16th QR code is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but, you would think yeah. if somebody had that big of a fortune, they're going to be a little more careful with it, right? <laughs> so.
1: Well, you know, for people who bought in at 80 cents, Uh, they might not have taken this as serious as people. That's true. Back then,
0: everybody kind of thought of it as like a penny stock.
1: Yeah. It was that, you
0: know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. You know, this is fun. Are those backups? They're not device dependent either. So that if for some reason, my hardware wallet drops, in a single, of water and stops working, I can grab that card and put it in another one of your devices and it'll it'll work, is that right?
1: It's correct.
0: And the QR codes, do you scan them with the device? Is there a scanner on it?
1: Uh, You use uh, your computer's camera. Okay. To uh, scan, so basically, uh, if you want to retrieve or restore from uh, QR codes, Uh, uh, you just hold it in front of computer camera and our uh, client app scans the QR codes and uh, imports everything this way.
0: Well, it sounds to me like you have addressed many, many, many of the challenges that the people you communicate with over all these years have brought up. You know, we have a larger screen, an easier way to enter the information, um, maybe some safety features, some better recovery features, things like this. Is there any other feature there that sets you apart from the crowd?
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned, we took an approach of, it sounds a little bit like Steve Jobs' approach. So his uh, philosophy was uh, to take the best components there are without regard to the price. So he at some point I believe said something like, I don't know how to build a computer uh, that would cost less than $1,000. I may be wrong with a number, but the message was pretty much in line with that. So this results uh, in a few things. So first of all, yeah, of course, having larger screen means uh, it's more expensive. We also use a very different set of components. For for example, we're using ferroelectric RAM instead of flash memory. So all uh, uh, hardware wallets I know of are using flash memory to store uh, information. what's the
0: advantage of that?
1: So ferroelectric RAM is, uh, to begin with, extremely expensive. It's about 60 times, six zero, compared to flash. Uh, The upside is, well, first of all, uh, flash memory has a uh, guaranteed retention cycle of uh, just below two years. So if you have your cold wallet not plugged into a computer for two years, uh, the chances of data going corrupt are increasing constantly. It's, it's just, you know, uh, it's uh, common knowledge. Uh, ferroelectric RAM, it has a guaranteed retention of over 100 years. So you can take a device, put it in your bank vault, and your grandchildren can take it out and use a Bitcoin that is by then probably a million bucks if there is still US dollar yeah, <laughs> at this <right>. stage. <laughs> and uh, still use it. So uh, it's uh, it, it's really addressing uh, a concern of people uh, uh, that don't want to think about it at all. Uh, it, uh, especially in Hong Kong or generally in Asia, I uh, ran into a lot of people that are completely outside of blockchain or crypto eco space. I remember there was one instance when I was having a dinner with one of the tycoons here in Hong Kong and he brought me to his kind of walk-in safe in, 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 in his house and he had a drawer where he had uh, like 20 uh, 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 ledgers and treasures marked how many bitcoins there are on each of them right Wow! and uh, I told him, well, when, when did you last plug them in? And he said, I don't know, maybe three, four, five years ago. Uh, and I, I said, well, you, you, you better start plugging them in regularly because you know yeah. there is a chance that the data goes corrupt. So now he's using BC Vault.
0: That's a good selling point. Of course, I'm not endorsing this. I've not even tried it. But for instance, if someone had like, this man had some older hardware wallets that weren't um, used for a while and they want, or they don't want that responsibility of continuing to plug them in and worry about corrupted data. How easy is it to transfer your crypto from one wallet to the next? Do you just do it by sending it like a transaction or is there another way to transfer your crypto?
1: I mean, the uh, process of transfer is uh, extremely straightforward. I cannot say that it's uh, much easier than uh, what competition does because the mechanism is pretty much standard. But what we did was uh, we built in a lot of safety hooks. So if uh, we see that the destination wallet address is doesn't look right in length for characters So copy paste didn't work right and so on and so forth. We warn user about this. Uh, We're providing additional information about the wallets that uh, are sending or receiving uh, crypto to or from your, uh, your device. So we kind of focused on uh, providing uh, functionality that allows non uh, experts in uh, crypto and uh, you know digital asset transfer to still uh, use our device
0: okay so now you've sold me I want to buy one oh, are I'm you glad are you competitive with say like Trezor and ledger and price you said that you use a lot of the Um, advanced and more expensive technology are you competitive or just a little more expensive
1: actually i mean our basic version that uh, is in plastic so it's a black rubberized plastic like here on the picture um, is uh, pretty much the same price as uh, ledger nano s or trezor uh, model t about a year ago when uh, Ledger kind of uh, dropped uh, their price for a period of time when they, 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 uh, they were rolling out a new model, we were probably 50 US dollars more expensive. But to be honest, see a complete uh, uh, opposite of correlation between price and demand. So. To give you an idea, we have uh, three versions of uh, our unit, so insides are pretty much the same. It's a little bit like, uh, if you remember, called Vertu phones. It was an, essentially a Nokia phone with a nicer case. So our basic version is in rubberized plastic, we have Quicksilver, and we also have a black ga- gun metal versions. So insides are pretty much the same, just like in Nokia and Virtu. Uh, but people are choosing to buy more expensive ones. So we have really many more sales of metal version units, although they are almost 110 US stores more expensive than plastic ones. Because well, from my point, I would do the same. It, it, even if you own half of Bitcoin, a price difference of hundred bucks is not that much of a point to you. You really want to have something nice in your hand. I mean, it's still your money. It's something where you store your money. So I think people don't tend to make a price difference of, you know, uh, uh, 50 or even a hundred US dollars point of uh, uh, making a decision.
0: So that's your best seller, the one you're holding in your hand.
1: Uh, Yeah, actually. So this is Quicksilver. It's our best seller. Second, uh, most popular is a gun gun metal. So it's a brushed gun metal version. I'll
0: have to look on your website for that. What is your website?
1: Uh, bc-world.com
0: okay i will make sure that we put that up there for anybody else like me who wants to go buy one Uh, the next thing is i buy it where do you ship it from and where is it made there has been some problems in the past with some wallets having some um, security issues at the places of manufacture or with people counterfeiting and sending them out
1: it's a very well-known Uh, issue and uh, we uh, solve it from ground up so our manufacturing and assembly is happening in the European Union in in Slovenia Uh, R&D is done there as well so uh, Hong Kong is essentially our uh, business and partnerships and uh, communications center but uh, all of the hard labor (laughs) is done in European Union. Hmm. We don't outsource, everything is done in-house.
0: And it's shipped then from Slovenia or somewhere in the EU?
1: Uh, yes, so, so far we have shipped to 116 countries. It's, uh, I mean, it was pretty impressive to discover this. It's being shipped uh, from our central uh, kind of uh, hub in uh, Slovenia.
0: Do you have a map with a pin for each one?
1: Uh, Not yet, it's actually a very good idea to make one.
0: You are known on social media, and you are known for uh, your knowledge about pumps and dumps. So how do you know what's gonna happen?
1: I'm not uh, a day trader, so I I don't have enough time for this, but I'm also not looking at blockchain and crypto, like, uh, you know, If you're not uh, diving into the financial aspect of it, it's similar to looking at an eclipse through the cereal box. Because crypto is, putting blockchain technology aside, crypto is a speculative asset. Mm -hmm. And uh, understanding what drives the price and how it actually happens and uh, who can perform like this pumps and dumps and see it beforehand is very interesting. So it, it became kind of a hobby of mine. So I have a, 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 several screens even here. So I, I'm at home right now. So I have four screens here constantly showing graphs of leveraged positions on different exchanges. Uh, you know, alerts like uh, you see in Twitter from well alert data mesh uh, is showing me uh, changes in uh, position sizes. So before pump or dump happens, I kind of already get a picture that something is about to happen from volumes. I openly posted uh, uh, this often on Twitter and Reddit. That hey guys, big volume was transferred to Bitmax, which is a leveraged exchange, and it doesn't make sense to transfer uh, 200 bitcoin to Bitmax unless you are planning to do something, some short play. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, you know I monitor what uh, positions are being actually taken, so I I see the short leverage short positions, leverage long positions. Uh, I also monitor the uh, social sentiment, so uh, and there are several ways to monitor uh, h- several hundreds of Telegram and uh, WeChat and WhatsApp and so on groups that gives you kind of social signal uh, uh, that is currently, I think, being transferred into uh, this uh, arrow showing uh, fear and greed index uh, that, that is very simplified. And uh, I'm actually very uh, fascinated by uh, a product, uh, maybe you've heard of them, they're called Into the Block. They, uh, so, so I communicate with them. Uh, they were recently integrated with uh, Binance, with CoinMarketCap, uh, and they give you a very interesting set of tools for analysis. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's something to begin with. Second here is uh, well, Hong Kong is uh, historically a hub for where most big exchanges either started off or are still operating or at least maintain an active presence. And uh, this results in a opportunity to have a very frequent offline uh, communication of the books which you don't, and being able to uh, hear or share or receive information that is not uh, really shared publicly. It's not a conspiracy, it's not insider trading, but uh, a general understanding of sentiment.
0: Is it sort of like um, an intuitiveness, it sounds like? Like some people read the charts, you know, they're always talking about candles and patterns, but and and I think charts often reflect social sentiment. Do you use those kind of things? Is is it more that intuitiveness based on everything that you just said?
1: Um, In my experience with uh, crypto trading. Technical analysis and chart reading and understanding is only useful in a very flat market. So as long as the market is flat and the uh, price is changing based on supply and demand of day traders, it's fine. But when uh, uh I'm becoming interested when I see that uh, large amounts of uh, crypto or uh, stable coins are moved somewhere, and it's very obvious that something is about to happen. That's where my interest peaks.
0: So you look at volume and movement?
1: Volume, movement, which positions are being taken, uh, what interest rates there are on uh, leverage uh, exchanges. Given my uh, fundamental good understanding of the blockchain technology and requirements to execute really targeted pumps and dumps, it kind of creates a bundle that allows me to a uh, anticipate and alert people about uh, incoming volatility and b understand what the origins of this attack or uh, volume drop or whatever it is, uh, are. So it's uh, uh, a combination of both, uh, having this set of monitors with uh, constantly uh, flashing indicators uh, uh, on them, plus offline uh, networking and uh, personal relationships and uh, ability to tap firsthand uh, to chat on a weekly basis of, uh, you know, uh, uh, boards of OKX or Big Macs and so on and so forth, just because I'm in Hong Kong and, you know, it's very short flight to Singapore or Taipei or Beijing. So it's, it's really very useful.
0: Well, since we can't all move to Hong Kong and be your neighbor and have that personal connection, I'm sure that we can follow you and connect with you on social media. And I'll put all of your contact information in the show notes. I'm going to guess we won't find you on TradingView. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I can uh, send you all my links uh, so you can publish them in the description. and. Uh Uh, feel free to reach out to me directly so I'm really hyperactive on social media Uh, I'm very unlike uh, let's say CEO of Ledger who is uh, very silent so if you ask me a question or challenge me uh, about the product or have an idea you can be 99% sure that it will be on my radar, and you will get a response uh, within twelve hours, latest. Uh, Thank you for being and,
0: uh, so transparent, both with your customers and, and with your business, and maybe even sharing some of your insights and intuitions about trading.
1: So. Yeah, it's it's really my pleasure. I I, I mean I, I really love the uh, what I do, and it's I think it's the key of success in pretty much everything. I really welcome every uh, anyone to try or challenge our product, I welcome challenges in our security claim. As I said, we are putting our money where our mouth is, Mm -hmm. putting up this bounty wallet and uh, giving it transparency.
0: Excellent. I will be with a photo of me holding one of your wallets when it arrives. And until then, I'll be watching.
1: All right, thank you very much. So, thank you uh, for your time. Uh, good luck with the series. As I said before, uh, I think if you uh, keep doing it and if you'll be persistent, uh, you, you have all fundamentals to become very successful in this field. So, well, I, 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 I have already subscribed to all your to your twitter to your youtube channel
0: so that's an encouragement for everybody else to subscribe to dimitri subscribe to the crypto woman and we'll both see you around the block thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did check out ignitingtheblockchain.com for materials referenced during this podcast and for a list of other conversations about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. See you around the block.